0: Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. In 2011, Josh Stolberg joined me Center Stage to talk about making the romantic comedy Conception. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center 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 Stage. Center Stage. Center stage.
1: I've been a huge fan of horror since I was a little kid. I was the, you know, the guy that Instead of having you know Farrah Fawcett on my on my bedroom wall, it was Michael Myers with the big you know yeah, uh, big steak knife. My parents you know were very worried about me for a while until I got into film and realized that that's what I was attracted to. I mean, what is it about the horror genre? For me, it's like it's it's a it's a roller coaster ride. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's the ability to, to to feel like you've experienced death or, or near death and you made it, you make it through alive. Um, unscathed. Um, so for me, it's like a roller coaster in the in the movie theater.
0: Now you go from that to now doing a romantic comedy. Yes, um, quite a switch. Well, for me, it was about
1: you know I love I got my start working um, as a director in theater um, from college, and. I never kind of lost my love for directing, and what I love about directing is is, is kind of less the visual stuff, but more working with actors and tr- trying to find those very real moments that you know that that you can connect with as just as just as humans. Um, so for me, it was about getting a chance to work with some great actors and uh, being able to cast anyone I want When you're making a low budget film like this, you really have a lot of creative freedom and you're not kind of tied into the marketing and the poster and the what's what's the log line? Um and having worked in this business for about ten years now as a professional screenwriter, um you know, most of my jobs are about, you know what's what what's the catch? What's mm-hmm. the catchphrase, what's the set piece? Um, and I was given a lot of creative freedom to make, a, you know, a personal movie about relationships. And that's what really kind of brought me to it.
0: We've all seen the films, you know, like the Harry Met Sally or just these kind of these comedies that seem like they try a little bit too hard to be cute and clever. Yeah. I mean, how do you put together something that, that won't insult the audience? Well, it's, it's hard. Um,
1: <laughs> and I don't know if I've successfully done it, but, um, For me, it's about creating some kind of realism and something that people can connect with. Um, I think a lot of times those romantic comedies that come out, um, you know, you're going for such a broad audience and you want to please everybody. And in doing so, you kind of dilute the product down um, into something that's just too goofy and too silly. Um, And the nice thing about conception for me was – I wasn't really concerned about pleasing people. Um, there are definitely some relationships within the movie. There's it's about nine different couples all in different uh, – all uh, on the evening of, that they conceive their children. And there are many couples that I think people are not going to relate to um, because you kind of see their, uh, their more uh, selfish sides. Um, and that's not something you usually see in, you know, you know at man's Chinese theater.
0: Josh, what constitutes success for you?
1: For me, you know, I mean, you know, yes, I could say just kind of creative freedom. You know, I, I, there, some of the some of the directors that I really, really respect, like a Steven Soderbergh or someone like that. Um, you know, one of my first favorite films was Sex, Lies and Videotape. And I actually kind of borrowed a lot of the, the the stuff that he played with in that movie for conception. But there's a guy that can, you know, go off and make this huge movie like Ocean's Eleven and get to play with all the toys that the big studios provide you with. But then he goes off and does the girlfriend experience for, you know, $100,000 and or it was probably more than that. But he shot that movie on the red camera, which is the exact same camera we shot our film on. So and he does anything he wants. So, you know, that's the kind of thing for me that would, you know, signify success.
0: You helmed this picture as a director as well as a writer. New experience for you, huh? Definitely um, you know for the last 10 years
1: or so I've been working uh, regularly as a screenwriter um, but uh, you know I've done a couple of small films I made a, a, a small film called Kids in America um, about six years ago and then another movie called Life Coach um, and uh, that, that came out about two years ago. Um, this is the first one that was kind of all me as far as writing and directing um, so it's the first one that I feel like it really came like if you hate this movie, you don't like my sensibility and if you like this movie
0: then then we're kind of
1: m- more simpatico
0: well one thing that's nice about it i mean it's written the way people really speak
1: uh, yeah, that's what i was kind of hoping for you know yes you want to keep it fun and and you want to throw in some clever lines every once in a while um but i wanted it to feel you know kind of uh, to have an emotional truth to it at least um and it's it's hard finding that kind of balance, you know. There's a, there's a lot of that. I forget mumblecore. I guess they call it now, which is mumblecore. Mumblecore, which is that movement in 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 films um, where they just kind of make up the lines as they go, and they try to keep it as realistic as humanly possible. And for me, some of those films um, don't entirely work because, you know, I want it to be elevated a little bit. Like I I want to remember a couple of lines and. Um, uh, so this was trying to find a good balance between the two. Some call it mumblecore. I call it a home movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see that. There there have been those films that I've really liked. There was this movie called Primer a couple of years ago that I that I thought was was, was pretty cool. Um, but oh, that
0: was a that was a very small film. Didn't it play at the LA Film Festival or something? I believe it did. Yeah, yeah. I
1: believe it did. Um, but. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tried to keep, you know, and but also part of it was is less me and more the actors. I mean, I, I, wound up casting these amazing actors who, you know, I've was blessed to have, um, um, you know, between you know, the, the, Connie Britton from Friday Night Lights and Julie Bowen from from um, Modern Family, um, and a lot of really close friends. This great woman named Jennifer Joston who was in. Um, Brothers McMullen. And and it was fun also because I got to work with my family. My wife is in the film, uh, Lila Charles Lee, and she does a fantastic job. She also co produced the movie with uh, Stephanie Sharon. Um, and my kids are in the film. I got, I got to put my kids in the film, which was uh, really exciting.
0: Yeah. And also, too, I mean, you focus on just a kind of a wide, wide, like, cloth of America, too. I mean, you have different types of couples. It's not just, you know, your upper middle class, pasty, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, well, thank you for saying that. I and mean, that was that was definitely important t- to me. Um, you know, part of it was I wanted to try to hit as many different kind of aspects of conception as I possibly could. You've got mm-hmm. the kids, you know, the kids that have never had sex before, you know, doing it for the first time in the car. Uh, and and no, I like
0: I like the bargaining. I like the negotiation,
1: <laughs> you know. Yes. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. She promises uh, she promises to have sex with him if he gives up meat because she thinks it's cruel that he eats hamburgers. So, uh, yeah, that never happened to me, but uh, that would have been
0: fun to be, yeah. you know, 15. Come on, and- I'm, I'm going vegan for that, <laughs> you know. I'll become a breatharian. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, well, you know, the other thing about actually directing your own piece is I've heard horror stories where writers, they'll put something together and then, you know, Hollywood takes over and they take away the script. I mean, I remember this story about Free Willy, you know, it was like. It was like all yeah. over the map with people yeah. starting to write it, and then they changed it. And and it's happened to me. I I, yeah.
1: I I wrote this one film. I wrote this one script. I didn't write the film. I wrote the script. Uh, it was called Passion of the Ark, and it was it was right after uh, Passion of the Christ came out. And we sold this film that was uh, about a guy. Uh, I wrote it with a, my writing partner Bobby Florsheim, and it was about a guy who builds an ark, and uh, and his his neighbors think he's crazy, and he loads up all the animals and um, and it turned into Evan Almighty. So they, so the studio bought the script. Um, the director came on board, hired his usual, you know, screenwriter to, to, to rewrite it. And it was so severely rewritten that we didn't even get credit on the final film. So we got paid for the script. Um, the studio paid us because they bought the script, but then it got so drastically rewritten. We lost all credit. Like our name is not on the poster. Um, and you know, I, 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 i I think that our script was you know possibly better than the finished product, um but it happens all the time I mean like and this was one the thing that really excited me about conception was this is mine like every word every moment um was uh you know I had you know the say and it was uh, it was really exciting because of that
0: do you think it's more important for you to like the work or for it to be popular
1: <sighs> It's a tricky question it's a good question um i, I I, I would say it's it's more for the audience um, at the end of the day because you know you don't want to just you don't want to masturbate on the screen like you know it does you don't want it just to be about you 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 because then you're you're alien it's it, you, I don't want to alienate people you know with this um, but I didn't find it necessary to please every single person watching the film I mean there are definitely going to be people that are are going to feel like You know, there's there's a lot of talk in there that probably would be upsetting to my grandmother. Um, I I can't show my grandmother the film at all. Uh, You know, she she uh, she sticks with the with the cartoons that I write. So uh, but yeah, you got to do a little bit of both, I think. So tell me what's next for you. Um, uh, Well, I'm writing a couple of different projects for studios I'm doing uh, to catch a thief uh, for Paramount and Neil Moritz with Bobby. Um, we're doing a remake of, of that film. We turned the script into the studio um, not too long ago and are hoping that it gets turned into a big you know, kind of tentpole movie. Um, it, was, uh, it was a film that I loved as a kid, um, and uh, it was really exciting to write that kind of a film, which I've never done before. Um, and then I'm also doing with my other writing partner, the guy I wrote uh, Piranha and Sorority Row with, uh, Pete Goldfinger, uh, we're doing a children's movie next. So if you can imagine going from Piranha 3D to uh, Skippy John Jones, uh, it's, a ch- it's a children's book that my kids absolutely love,
0: and I'm really excited about it. Do you think when you, um, when you do different genres of film, that keeps you from being – because a writer can be typecast, wouldn't you say, or and a director? hundred
1: percent, yeah. And, you know, I, I talk to my agent a lot about this, too. You know, I, I think sometimes a lot of agents, they want to be able to sell you in a certain way. So you're the guy that writes comedy. You're the guy that writes horror. You're the kind of guy that writes children's stuff. Um, and luckily, my agent's been very supportive about letting me kind of blossom out and explore, you know, Conception's a very different movie from, like, Good Luck Chuck, which I did, too. Um, they couldn't be, you know, they're both basically romantic comedies, but they couldn't be more different.
0: So what keeps you um, motivated to continually push the envelope of your writing?
1: You know, I've it's always been about storytelling. It's always about, you know, wanting to tell a different uh, aspect of of my life, like something like conception, even though it's about nine different couples. I would say that 80 percent of the dialogue came verbatim out of conversations I had with my wife, like, um, you know, Lila and I, when we were trying to, to, to conceive one of our children, we were in the middle of a huge fight at the time. But she was ovulating. So we had to kind of push right through and have sex anyway. Um, and that was actually one of the things that I, that I thought about, um, when I started thinking about what's the, what, what kind of story can I tell on such a low budget? And, um, you know, I got to keep the, you know, keep it small, keep it contained. It has to take place in a bedroom, in a bathroom, in a kitchen. Um, uh, you know, I can invite my friends out to do the, you know, these parts, but I can't ask them to come in for two weeks. I can ask them to come in for one day. So that's how the whole thing happened where we have nine different couples, and and one kind of uh, scene that that uh, bookends the movie, and we shot the film in ten days. So every every uh, every uh, every scene um, was shot in a day. So we shot one day with, with Johnny Silverman and Jen Finnegan, his real life wife. We shot uh, fourteen pages in a day, which is unheard of, you know, in in a feature film.
0: Besides the time restraints, what was your biggest challenge making the film? Um.
1: Time restraints were definitely difficult. Um, For me, it was kind of making it work and feel professional on that kind of a budget. Um, You know, I, you know, on one hand, it was really exciting and there was a lot of freedom to it. But on the other hand, you're working. You know, you're you're having to ask for a lot of favors and and um, and you know, reach out to your friends and people who you don't know and say, please, please, this will be worth your while. I promise. that was the the most difficult. You know, there, there have been movies that I've been on where the, the, the catering budget over the course
0: of a week was more money than we spent on our entire film. What would you like an audience to go away with after they see Conception?
1: Oh, wow. Um... You know, I, I I I made the film so that people could kind of see that there. You know, we've been told this fantasy of where we come from. You know, it's this. You know, two people love each other, and and they you know they have this wonderful moment together, and 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 uh, and they make love, and and for me it was it was being able to say, look, this, this is kind of a fairy tale. It's a it's a fantasy. Most of us were not. Planned from a standpoint of tonight's the night we're making, you know, young Mark. Mark is being made tonight. You know, it was in the middle of a fight. It was in the middle of you know, you know, you know, you know, crazy drunken sex one night. It was, you know, it was, you know, you know, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is with Connie Britton and Jason Munchukis, and you know, it's a couple that's desperately trying to have a child, and it's not about love. It's not about making love. It's about Getting the right basal body temperature and making sure that my hips are elevated for the thirty minutes required, and we have to make it out to the to the Jacobsons for dinner in time, but um, but uh, you know it's 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 so not about love, but yet when you kind of look back at all of these stories, I'm hoping that you still say even though it's not all about making love in the in the fairy tale way, way there's something really special about all these
0: relationships. Well, that, that's just about that couple too, because he's kind of a little bit indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, look, I just can't I just, I'm not a machine. I just can't perform. Yeah. But but you really get the sense is when it happens for them, you can see the look on his face. I mean, it's a really a that, that, that's it's really beautiful. But it's thank so you. it is yeah. it is so clinical in the beginning. It's like we have to do it this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for
1: saying that. It's, I, I, I the, they they the actors really brought so much to that scene. Um, and at the beginning, you're right. It's uh, you know, it, she actually yells it screaming at him. That, you know, he masturbated in the shower that morning and is worried that he's not going to be able to perform. And she's going crazy on him. But then at the end, you know, they're 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 lying there together. And there's this very emotional moment where she says, I just want to have a baby. And actually, after we screened it in Boston, I got this really amazing email this morning from someone. I have no idea who she was. But she wrote saying that she was really touched by that scene in particular because she and her husband had gone through the exact same thing. it spent seven years trying to have a kid. And. And she, you know, she said that, you know, during that moment, she just burst out crying in the theater because she's so connected with that kind of moment. So I'm hoping to be able to connect with people, you know, and everybody will connect with a different, you know, couple. But I'm hoping that, you know, you find you
0: find your couple in there. Where are you in this film? (laughs) <laughs> is a little bit of every, of, of you it, it everywhere it really
1: is a little bit of everything you know it's you know the couple that's
0: been married too long and you know and find sex to be a chore sometimes and oh yeah uh, yeah the, I love the one <laughs> can you take a bath can you bathe well we're just going to sweat anyway <laughs> exactly what's the, what's the big deal exactly I'm always yeah I'm, I'm
1: very upset with my wife
0: when she expects me to bathe after a long day <laughs> I used she, to have she, a girlfriend that would say no we had to put a towel down <laughs> yes. a towel down and yes. then what? We I mean, went camping. Right? How great is that? We're camping, man. Yeah. It's under the stars. Yeah. But no, it was it was too dirty. You know, <laughs> we couldn't clean up. We couldn't clean up first. That's great. I'll be using that in my sequel, Conception too. I mean, sometimes you just gotta you gotta get in there and and you know exactly play it when it happens. Exactly. Well, Josh, do you have any closing thoughts about uh, about Conception? I guess what I want to ask you, um, what do you think was your one takeaway from this experience making this film? For me, you know, it really is just about
1: the excitement of 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 working with actors and getting a chance to feel like you're you're telling a story about real life. You know, uh, you know, I've made so many of these movies and I love them. I love Piranha. I I love Sorority Row, which I did. I just I, I have so much fun making those movies. But to me, being able to find that one moment, like you just said, with with Connie and Jason lying in the bed and just having that feeling of wow, there's a connection there and you feel that emotional moment. To me, that's what filmmaking is all about. Um, and I appreciate you saying that you felt that in the film. Um, and, uh, and I hope we can get the film out there so, for, so more people can feel that.
0: If you would like more information about Josh Stolberg, visit joshstolberg.com. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon and I'll see you center stage. Center
1: Stage, Center Stage, center,
0: center, Center Stage. Center Stage. Hello, this is Homie Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon. <laughs>